About 10 years ago, I was introduced to a ministry happening in Detroit, Michigan. It was a church, a United Methodist Church, who had chosen to partner with their neighbors to help restore their community. It was really a fascinating story. So in the early 2000s, the community was thriving and full of life. People lived in every single house on the block. Church was always full of people, and there were no signs that anything was about to change. But it did. If you recall, by 2007, uh, GM, Chrysler, Ford, all those big Detroit car companies, uh, they were facing bankruptcy. And it's estimated that employment in the motor vehicle industry, industry dropped by over 45 percent. I read this statistic that between 2006 and 2008, GM, Ford, and Chrysler cut more than 100,000 jobs. This community in Detroit uh, had, uh, that was once alive and thriving was seeing family after family leave and lose not only their jobs, but lose their homes. This community that once was alive and thriving was seeing more and more homes being boarded up and just left empty. And eventually, this community that was once alive and thriving became a dumping ground of tires and trash and a diversity of other uh, trash uh, materials. By 2014, when I found out about this church and what they were doing, uh, Redford Aldersgate United Methodist Church, when I found out about it, I immediately fell in love with the church and the ministry and what was happening there. The pastor, along with the leadership, um, they decided to team up with the community. And, and, and the pastor says that uh, he remembers going up to a neighbor's house and knocking on his door and saying, what do you all need? What can we do to help? And it just created this beautiful partnership where, um, you know, one of the things they did was they, they drove around and they picked up all the old tires that people had dumped in that area. And they uh, took an empty lot and they created a, a community theater. So they took the, the, the tires and they lined them up and stacked them and poured uh, dirt inside them. And they built this community theater and it was just it was just beautiful. Uh, they, all these empty homes, they started to make sure they were all boarded up and then painted murals on them to bring life and light into the community. They, and the pastor says that as they did that, the community started taking more care of their own community, right? They started mowing their yards a little bit more. They started picking up their trash a little bit more. Uh, it, was, it was such a beautiful uh, thing that was happening. And all of a sudden, this community went from a literal junkyard to being a drive-through art museum. It was absolutely amazing. And so after I learned about uh, what was happening there, I decided that a year from that point, I was going to invite my church to, to uh, create a mission uh, team, and, and we would go to, uh, to Detroit and, and help there, right, uh, help support that ministry. So I'll never forget, we were planning it. We had a big group of people going. It was a lot of fun. I was so excited. And all of a sudden, I had this person come up to me. And uh, she said to me, she said, look, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really care about doing hands-on work, and I just don't, the idea of sleeping on a sleeping bag and an air mattress, she was like, ah, that, that doesn't really excite me, so here's a check. And, and look, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when she shared that with me, I was absolutely livid on the inside. I felt like she wasn't willing to sacrifice for Jesus' mission, right? In my mind, you see, there's something beautiful about uh, sacrificing, about going on a mission trip and, and sleeping on an air mattress for a week and uh, having to, uh, you know, be in a community shower, right? Three showers for the entire mission team. Like, uh, I, there is something beautiful about us sacrificing for doing that, right? 
It, it, remind, it reminds me a little bit of like the disciples who just gave up everything and followed Jesus. And, 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 and it bothered me that she wasn't willing to go and put in the work. Instead, she was just handing over a check. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever maybe wrestle with, is, is the hands-on work what I'm called to do? Is, is a check enough? How does this work? What is more important? Like, I've got to tell you, as I've gotten older, as I've matured in my faith, as I've continued to read my scripture and uh, really deepen my relationship with God, I have come to understand that providing money for God's mission is just as important as doing hands-on work in this world. Let me say that again. Providing financial resources for God's mission in this world is just as important as doing hands-on work. And if you don't believe me, I want you to listen to this text. It comes from Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Soon afterwards, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. Now, uh, uh, there's a lot happening here, and so I kind of want to unpack it a little bit. So the first half of the text makes a lot of sense to us, right? I mean, we're used to hearing about the disciples and what they did, right? And we have this picture of the disciples giving everything up to follow Jesus. We, we hear about how the disciples traveled from place to place with Jesus. We hear about the miracles that they do with Jesus from town to town. Uh, we, we hear about everything they accomplish to bring about God's mission in this world. And we tend to see their actions as an example of what it means to, uh, to give to God's mission, right? I mean, that was, for me, the epitome of what it means to um, um, help bring about God's mission. But if you paid close attention, this text tells us that there is another way that we can be active participants in God's mission. Did you catch it? See, this text tells us that Mary and Joanna and Susanna and many others, it says, provided for Jesus and the disciples out of their resources. Did you catch that? Let me read it again. Um, it says, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, Joanna the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided out of, uh, for them out of their resources. Basically, what this text is telling us is that these women, along with others, had access to money. And, and the way they, one of the ways that were involved in Jesus's mission uh, was by sharing those financial resources with Jesus and the disciples. One of the ways that they were active participants in God's mission to this world was by providing money. I mean, think about it. Jesus and the disciples would have needed money to travel from town to town, right? From one part of the country to the other. They would have needed money to find places to stay along the way. They would have needed, right, lodging. Um, they, they would need to, uh, um, you know, food. There's a lot that they would need as they were traveling all throughout Israel. And so these women, were told by Luke, helped God's mission by providing financial resources. Rob Bell says it this way. These women were fully empowered participants who helped bankroll the work of Jesus. 
I just love that phrase. Let me read it again. These women were fully empowered participants who helped bankroll the work of Jesus. You see, I love it because uh, we're reminded in this text by Luke that Jesus' mission requires both the the hands-on work of the disciples and the financial resources of these women. And here's the reality. To downplay either one, to say that somehow uh, hands-on work is more important than money or that money is more important than hands-on work, to do that is completely unrealistic. God needs our financial resources as much as God needs our hands at work. Friends, we are called to be both givers of our time and our gifts and our energy, as well as givers of our financial resources. Let me tell you how this has uh, come to life here at Mid-City Church. In this last year, through your money, Uh, through your financial resources, we have been able to purchase and create uh, resources for our small groups. We've been able to buy books. We've been able to uh, create our own resources and print them and get them sent out to small groups. Uh, So so that's what came out of your financial resources. But through your hands-on work, our small groups are growing and people are growing deeper in their relationship with God. Through your financial resources, we've been able to uh, buy what we need to create online worship every week. But it is through the hands-on work of our worship team and our volunteers that we have been able to to, uh, create content that helps us worship every single week. Through your hands-on work, we helped uh, three households in DeRitter recover from uh, Hurricane Laura. And we were able to to, uh, pick up a whole bunch of debris and put it out on the corner and just provide hope for people. But it was through your financial resources that we were able to buy uh, um, cases of water and masks and hand sanitizer uh, so that other work teams could have a, a safe work environment after us. Last year, it was through your, uh, uh, through your hands-on work that we got together at Be Nice Music and we were able to help clean up the yard and pick up leaves and trash and debris and, and make it look nice again. But it was... Um, Uh, That same night, it was through your financial gifts that we were able to give to Mid-City Redevelopment Alliance, who uh, takes homes, and uh, um, one of the things they do is they take homes, they fix them up, they make them livable again, and they uh, rent them out to low-income families for a very low, affordable cost. Let me give you another example. Last year, through through your hands-on work, we sponsored 11 students at Bernard Terrace for Christmas. Uh, and I say hands-on work because uh, those of you who, who helped, uh, you had to go to the store, you had to buy something, you had to wrap it, you had to bring it to the church, right? It, it took a lot of hands-on work. But through your financial resources, we were able to help families here in Baton Rouge who were struggling uh, for Christmas and, and didn't know if they were going to be able to have a, a family meal. Uh, you see, God's mission requires both our financial gifts and our uh, hands-on work. God's mission requires us to be willing to give of our gifts and our graces and our talents, but it also asks of us to to, to provide financial resources. You see, I want to challenge you today. If you give to Mid-City Church through your time and your gifts, thank you. You are a part of what makes ministry and God's mission happen here at Mid-City Church. But I want to challenge you to consider becoming a financial giver as we together work to accomplish God's mission here in our community. And look, if you give financially to Mid-City Church, 
thank you as well. You are also a part of what makes ministry happen and what helps us accomplish God's mission. But I want to challenge you to consider giving of your gifts and your time and your graces as we together work to accomplish God's mission. Friends, God's mission requires us to not just give our gifts, to not just give our our financial gifts, or to not just give our, our time and our energy. It requires us to give fully of ourselves, to give both our time and our money, to give both our our talents and our money. Friends, I hope and I pray that we as a church may be willing to give not just of our time and not just of our money, but may we be willing to give both. May we give ourselves fully to God's mission. Because you see, when we give, when we give both our our time and our our, uh, resources, our gifts and our resources, our talents and our resources, when, when we are able to do that, we are able to fully live uh, and to fully provide what God's mission needs. And friends, I want to be a part of a church like that. And I hope you will too. Will you join me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks. God, I give you thanks because you've invited us to be in ministry with you and, and you've invited us to, to be active participants. And God, I pray that as we wrestle with what it means to be active participants, God, I pray that we may be challenged to not just give our time, to not just give of the things we're good at. God, may we be able, willing to, to give of our resources as well. And God, if we're financial givers, may we be willing to give of our gifts and our talents as well. God, I pray that we may be uh, givers in, uh, in full spirit, our talents and our financial resources. God, remind us that just as uh, you journeyed with the disciples and those women that day, uh, that you showed us a picture of uh, how the kingdom of God needs both our time and our resources. God, may we be willing to create that same type of community here so that your mission may be accomplished in the world. God, I give you thanks, and I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.